It's The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel. Bonjour et bonsoir. Welcome to The Rendezvous. I'm Simon Marcel. We're going to talk love, we're going to talk relationship, but I have a question for you to start the show. When you go on a date, first date, how late is rude? Because a friend of mine asked me that, you know, she went on a date and the guy showed up about 15 minutes late and never said, I'm sorry for being late. And because it's the first date, she didn't say anything. But then she called me up later. She said, Simon, you know things and that nature. How do you quantify the lateness? Meaning, is it five minutes you have to say, I'm sorry? Is it 10 minutes? What should you do? So here's the rule. If you're late, even one minute or two minutes, that's okay. But anything more than that, I think you should say, you know, I'm on my way, I'll be there, just a, a text. And that is the nice thing to do. Don't let somebody hanging for you. That's not nice. Now, I'm waiting for you to call me, 855-905-8255. You have a question for me? Just dial 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Alana. Bonjour, Simon. Tell me what's going on. How can I help you tonight? So, um, it's uh, holiday time, or almost. Um, and I am recently married, and my husband and I are trying to figure out the best, most fair, most evolved way um, of sharing time with our families, um, as well as trying to make time for ourselves. Um, mm -hmm. Our families don't necessarily get along super well, so we're just trying mm. to figure that out. We were wondering if you had any advice. Sure. So last year, you guys were already together. How did you divide the time? Well, last year, um, he actually spent Christmas Eve with his mother, and then I spent Christmas Eve with my family, and then we all hung out like in the afternoon on Christmas. Um, his mother and his brother came over to my family's home. Mm -hmm. And that was that a good compromise, or what would you like to change about this compromise? Well, I think um, our families were happy, but he and I weren't together on Christmas Eve or Christmas morning, so that's not ideal by any stretch of the So, okay. Yeah. Okay, Elena. So how about you guys go together to one family for you know Christmas Eve, or sometimes you can do both. I don't know geographically how far they're apart. They're pretty close, honestly. Well, then you guys can do both in the evening or both in the morning. You can also divide by one family in the evening, another family in the morning or for the lunch, right? What matters in the compromise, Alana, is that you and your husband are happy. Let's leave the family happiness, you know, for themselves. So I've always said when you're married, when you, you know, you and your partner, are you each other priority now? And so, yeah. right, the compromise is to be good for you too first. And then I think if you visit each family once, and you guys are together. Does it does it sound like a, a good plan to you? Yeah, thank you. You're welcome and happy holidays. Thank you so much for calling. Bonsoir. Talking of family drama, what would you do indeed if your families both did not get along at all? Let's talk about that next. What do you think is the best solution in case you and your spouse, families, do not get along at all, like, like Romeo and Juliet almost, like, you know, they can't stand each other or they really dislike the companies each other. 
And so then you're stuck between a rock and a hard place. You know, who's going to get their feelings hurt? Which family first, second? And, and I think it happens more than, than you think, by the way. I mean, just think about it. Just do you remember whether you are married or in a partnership or in a relationship even, like you can feel your family, maybe your dad or mom or aunt, doesn't like the, the parents of your partner. And everybody's being fake and pretending. How awful and depressing. But the good news is I have a solution about this. Very important solution. So if you want to know my solution, just stay with me because that's next on The Rendezvous. So imagine for a second that your parents, brothers and sisters, aunt, uncle, grandparents, for any reason, do not like the company of your spouse or your partner's family at all, right? And last year you already had a disaster because everyone was pretending intense and everyone was watching, you know, what they were saying not to hurt the other family because they want to protect you. What should you do in that case? Here's my advice. Separate each other's family. So no one has to pretend and be fake because holidays should be about being real and enjoying the time. But it's not because you marry somebody or it's because you partner with somebody that your family has to like their family. Either they will or they will not. Don't force it. Just embrace it. And if it doesn't happen, separate them so nobody has to endure the fakeness and the hypocrisy of it all. That's an advice that my parents told me a long time ago. So I'm passing it to you now. You call the next 855-905-8255. You want to share your romantic story with me? Call the rendezvous. 855-905-8255. I'm here. Bonjour, Cora. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Cora. So you have a story you want to share with me tonight. Yes. Oh, my God. This is the craziest. So when I was in high school, I had this boyfriend. And the only reason that we lost touch, we broke up and went separate ways is because obviously college. But I always Mm -hmm. had something for him, you know, a special place in my heart. And I'm divorced. I've been divorced for a few years. And I'm a single mom. And my son had a school dance. And my ex-boyfriend was at the dance with his son. And Mm -hmm. at first I thought, oh my God, you know, I can't believe he's here. This is not happening. We started talking. He's like, yeah, I've been divorced for two years. And we basically were at the dance chaperoning, but it was like we were at the dance together. It was like we went back to that that time and he also never Mm -hmm. forgot about me and we rekindled something and and now we live together, and wow. our sons are super close. And it's just, you know, when you get divorced, you think, uh, I'm not going to get another chance. You know, I'm a single mom. And he was thinking the same thing. You know, it's harder when you have a kid and you've already been married. And it was like a happy ending from like a storybook. And it happened to me, and I'm very excited, and I'm very happy that I get another chance. For sure. I mean, you said something very important that is a message for all the divorcees tonight is that you may think it's going to be more difficult. You may think, oh, my God, what am I going to do? But look at your story, Cora. It's just wonderful. Look what happened. <laughs> you deserve it. And, and we have to keep the faith and believe in the universe putting us together at the right time. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. 
that's what I believe. I believe somewhere in the universe, those energy puts us together again at the right time. So if you just got divorced and you're listening to Cora's story, remember, it's going to happen again. And just like Cora, you can find a wonderful partner. Yay, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much for your call and have a good night, Cora. Thank you, you too, Simon. Changing gears for a sec. I'm going to go to my email because I've got one email with somebody upset at their partner for always using the same excuse not to be romantic anymore. That is coming up next. If you have a question for me but you can't dial in, don't worry. Just email me your question at therendezvousshow.com. Trish, what's going on between Alexi and her boyfriend now? Alexi says bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Alexi. My boyfriend has stopped planning date nights, and his excuse for everything is that he's busy and that he has a job. I have mm. a job, too, and I will always try to make time for him. How can I get him to be more romantic and make time for me? That's a great question. How do you make your partner being more romantic? That is coming up next. I got a question for you. How would you feel... If your partner, in the case of this email, Alex's boyfriend, stopped planning any date nights with you, with the excuse that every time that he's so busy and he has a job, even though you have a job too, and you always try to make time for him. So then what would you say to your partner so he becomes more romantic again, make time for me? Here is the question. You say to that partner of yours this difficult question. You say, I just want to know why would you want to stay with somebody that you don't want to spend time with? Right? It's also a projection. You can ask yourself that same question, but you ask him. Honey, I would, you know, I notice we don't take time for dates. You're always busy. I'm busy. But let's ask each other that question. Why should we stay together if you don't make time for me and if you're not romantic anymore? What's the point? You'll see. You'll understand what you mean. And stand firm on that ground. I hope it works for you, Alexi, really, because you deserve somebody romantic. You call the next 855-905-8255. If you want to share a romantic story with me, 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Lelani. Bonjour, Simon. So you have a romantic story you said you wanted to share with me. I do. Um, it's really just a story of how my partner and I met. Um, so... It starts out as just a, a typical thing. Um, we met on online, and uh, mm -hmm. we met up at a bar. And uh, I was really impressed just, first of all, that he, he ordered hors d'oeuvres and he offered to pay for everything. Um, and throughout the, the conversation, it kind of came up that um, he was an assistant um, and not making a lot of money and was really kind of struggling with working too much but not making enough to live on. And I sort of empathized with that plight because I had the same sort of situation. And after the date, um, I wasn't really sure I was attracted to him at that moment. I just really mm -hmm. thought he was lovely and a gentleman. And after the date, it turned out that both of our cars uh, got locked in the garage. For some reason, um, we went to another bar and came back. And when we came back, they had locked up the gate because it was a holiday and they decided mm -hmm. to close early. So I had to be at work. I was starting a new job the next day, and I had to be at work early in the morning. Um, and this wasn't really near my house. And uh, he said, and this was sort of like in the time of when Uber was just sort of a new thing. I didn't know what it was. 
Um, but he said, no, I'm going to, I'm going to call you an Uber. And I said, oh. um, no, no, you don't have to, because I knew that he was struggling financially. He not only paid the bill, but he said, no, I'm the man, I'm, I'm the gentleman, I'm paying for your ride home. Um, which mm-hmm. it really is, it sounds like such a small thing, but it was just the fact that he, that's what his ethics were, that no, I'm taking care yes. of you, you're my date. And um, it ended up that normally we may not have called each other for a while just to sort of play it cool, but he said, well, we're going to have to meet up here in the morning again. And he wrote me a really cute text just about how it's sort of, the date seemed like it was something out of sort of a romantic movie and that it was kind of cute. So that uh, sort of led me to our second date and we've now been together for seven years. So it worked out. Wow. I just thought it was so gentlemanly of him. And I, I think so too. And I'm glad you brought back this story because it's like old school kind of, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, and I'm an old school kind of guy, so I relate 100%. Yeah. Leilani, thank you so much for sharing that story. I, I think that's just wonderful. Thank you and bonsoir. Bonsoir. I just wonder, I mean, old school, is it something you want more of or less of when it comes to dating? Let, let's talk about that next. When it comes to dating, I got a question for you. Do you want more of the old-schooled way, the old-fashioned way, chivalry and so on, open the doors, Pay for the bill at dinner. Uh, call back once you're home to make sure you're home safe. If you, the person drive you home, do you want more of that or less of that? Because I know there are two schools. I was raised. So my father's 91, of course, so that's you know very old school. That that was the way to be romantic, and most of the French women want that still. But if it was up to you, would you want more of that? Or less of that because you don't need somebody to open the door for you because you don't need somebody to pay for your bills because things have changed, and they have. Let me give you a little story of an old school date I had and how it went down. That's next. So about, I don't know, three, four years ago, I went on a date, and I'm very old school. And everything went wrong. So first and foremost, I asked, it was the first date, I asked the lady if she wanted me to pick her up. She said, oh, no, 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 I don't need, you don't need to do that. So I'll, I'll meet you there. Okay. So then we go there, you know, we have a good time. I want to pay for the bill. She gets really mad at me. Why? Who do you think I am? I said, I, I, it's not, what do I think? I just, you know, it'll be my pleasure. It's my pleasure too, you know. I make my own money. I don't want to depend on men. So I didn't know what to say anymore. You know, I said, okay, so 50-50. And then I was going to put the coat on her shoulders because it was cold out. And she said, thanks. She took the coat. She said, I, I don't need that. You know, she said, Simon, you know, this, this is like 1950. And I really asked myself, am I 1950 doing this or is just chivalry is dead or over? Go to my social media. I'm going to ask you a question about this, about chivalry. You want more or less of that at therendezvousshow.com. And, and, and you call that next on The Rendezvous. 855-905-8255. Vida, bonjour. What's going on? Bonjour, Simon. Um, well, I have a question. I have a boyfriend that I've, I've been with for about four years now. Mm-hmm. And he has like a, a baby's mother that is extremely, um, how do I say it? Like she's very difficult. You know, there's always an issue when it comes to the child, but I almost feel like it has something to do with the fact that he's moved on. So she makes everything difficult for him. And I wanted to, like, get some advice on whether or not, you know, I should continue the relationship because it's kind of causing problems. I see. So um, you knew that coming in. So you knew she was 
in his life. You knew about the baby. You knew about everything. What do you feel or what has made it worse lately? Um, what's, what's made it worse is like now, you know, we he has specific weekends that he spends with his daughter. So, you know, now she's making it weird when she drops the daughter off. She'll either leave her, you know, we'll have her for like the whole week. And it makes it hard for us to, you know, have us time or she doesn't bring her when she's supposed to. So it's like always something and it's always an argument she uses the child and I think that that's where it comes in but she he said she never did this before prior to us being together I see okay on a scale of one to ten how much do you love the guy oh um, ten ten um, would you like to uh, marry him one day would you like to have kids with him yes absolutely okay so here comes the the final question in the balance of life Would you rather not be with this man and therefore not have to deal with the baby mama anymore? Or do you think you can be patient and the love and the quality of this man, you know, balance the, the, the shenanigans from the baby's mama? I can, I can be patient. Like, I don't have a problem being patient with him. I love him. However, I've also been in a situation similar to this before. Uh-huh. And it didn't get better. Like, it got worse until like I just couldn't take it anymore and that is what I'm afraid might happen that's a good point do you feel you're repeating again the same pattern yes okay I'm glad you told me that here's what I suggest why don't you go see a shrink a therapist I have mine myself it always helpful and talk about yourself and try to before you take any decision with this man to kind of get an introspective on what makes you happy why you pick that kind of man And what's good for you? Okay. That works. Okay. You know what, that, I didn't think about that. Yeah, that, that sounds like a good idea. I should talk to somebody. All right, Vida. Thank you so much for calling. And good luck to Thank you. Thank you, Simon. Stay with me. More Rendezvous is next. Thank you very, very much for listening tonight to The Rendezvous. I, I really appreciate it. I want to finish with that question for single people. So if you're single, listen up. And if you're not, just try to think what you would say. When you're single, do you feel pressure from your family and friends to meet someone? I wanted to know that, so I actually posted on my social media at Rendezvous Radio that very question. And thank you for voting massively, actually. So here's the result. 69% of you said, no, I don't feel any pressure from my friends and family. But 31% of you said, uh, yes, I do. And I think we have to remember that for all of us, and I'm single right now too, so let's not give any pressure to single people. That doesn't help us. It just makes us more stressed out. So no pressure. And on that note, thank you so much for listening to The Rendezvous tonight. Et bonsoir. The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel.